Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge. Today my guest is a professional wrestler who is one half of the Owen Twins, Leah Owens, who has held various women's titles in many different European promotions. So how were you first introduced to wrestling? Oh, uh, well that's an easy one. It was when I was four and it was my brother was really into it and he got me into watching it like WCW and ECW and then we got all of the WWF together. But it's always been since I was young. Uh, me and my sister, we just watched it like since we were about four years old and just kept enjoying it and watching the theatrics and everything of it. And then growing up, when did you know that you wanted to become a professional wrestler? It kind of like changed for me. Like Casey, she knew since she was like nine, like nine, ten. She was like, I want to be a professional wrestler. I want to be a professional wrestler. And I was like, yeah, I want to be one too. And then whenever I got to about 15, I sort of got out watching it and I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. You know, we're not going to become a professional wrestler. And then it was like, six years ago Casey got into training that I kind of went oh well maybe this could happen so she invited me to training session she had been training for a year and then just went into the ring took my first bump and as I say that's all she wrote really but it was then whenever I took my first bump that I was like yeah I'm gonna be a professional wrestler <laughs> and while you were training were you looking up to any wrestlers in particular one of my main ones that I've always said and it's just because she was so unique at the time for me was obviously China growing up I thought her ferocity and what she could do in the ring not even just fight the girls but obviously fight with the guys and stuff I always looked up to her just for her presence in the ring sort of technical abilities and stuff I always loved Jacqueline I thought she was fantastic and then obviously because we love her and Casey is obviously the big fan as well Lita so anyone that had just a wee bit of a different look or a different persona compared to what all the other divas were doing I was like yeah we like that <laughs> and now when did you begin to start training and where did you go about finding your training school uh training started six years ago it was on a place in the Falls Road in Belfast it was called Modern Extreme Grappling Arts and it was ran by a guy well we called him Machine but he went underneath the persona of Bonesaw in the Belfast fast wrestling scene the Ireland wrestling scene and that was traveling every Tuesday and Thursday for three hours each day I was traveling for about half an hour just to get the training to train for three hours to travel half hour back and honestly I look back on it and it was just in this old abandoned factory with just this ring in the middle of it you could barely run the ropes but it made us work so much harder to like use the ring itself and then we finally got a bigger room and we were able to run the ropes and stuff but training was such a unique experience from training in Belfast and then going to do loads of different seminars with great guys like Fergal Devitt, Paul Tracy, all those guys like they meant the world to me whenever I was learning from them so it's such a unique experience to be able to do that and now to be able to do it around the world is insane. And now with your training how is it broken down between the actual technical ability as well as promo ability? Where I'm training now it's quite a unique place called Glasgow Pro Wrestling Asylum and with them there's five trainers five of the biggest guys I say that's in the UK there's Jack Jester BT Gun Wolfgang Red Lightning obviously Lionheart and every one of them help from selling to doing matches to doing whatever technical ability and stuff so we've got all their unique input while you might just be doing a bump take a bump but we need you to sell it and then so that's all broken down at that point and then the other times it'll be we do promo work it's sort of like every week one guy will just sort of take over because we're really good at doing promos such as Red Lightning or Andy, he's fantastic at promos, so he's always like, let's do the promos, let's work on the selling. And you have like BT Gun, who's one of the best technical wrestlers in the UK. So his mind for psychology of matches, you know, you really like focus with him. But all what they do is they try and incorporate it training as a whole. It's quite evenly broken down. I find I learn better with them. So being able to do it together is a whole lot easier than separately. And now let's talk about how you first came into the business in 2011. You debuted uh -huh. at a joint 
event, Play Factory Pro Wrestling and Union mm-hmm. of European Wrestling Alliances. How did you yeah. get booked for this promotion? Me and Casey had like joined with Virgil Deb at training seminar around that time because we were down there and we really kicked ass and really, really tried to like focus on the training and show what we could do. They were like, well, we've seen what you can do and you know, we're impressed. So like we're going to grab you and take you and see what you can do in the ring in an actual show. And I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> Just get thrown in the deep end. I think I'd only been training a year at the most, I think. So it was really down to the guys at Fight Factory, such as uh, Paul Tracy. And how did you feel about going into your first match where you were wrestling guys? Like I was petrified because obviously it's the first match. You're worrying that you're going to forget something and whatever else. But going in, I knew I was in safe hands and I knew the guys would look after me. And if I forgot anything, I knew they'd be able to help me with it. So that kind of outweighed the nerves once I managed to calm myself down a bit. So it was intense, petrifying and fun all at the same time. <laughs> And now following this match and your next few matches early on, you started the rivalry with your sister. What was that like? I absolutely love having the rivalry with Casey. It's absolutely insane. We push each other so much in each match that we've ever had. I feel it helps us work better because even though we know each other so well, know how to move, we end up push each other beyond what we think we can do each time. So she's been so much help. It's because of her I am in the business and I have so much respect for her and like what she's doing at the minute with um, ICW and stuff is insane. So having that rivalry and having that experience of actually being able to go against someone that knows you as well as she does, it's time definitely well spent, not only just from the wrestling point of view, but from promo points of views and stuff. It's just so much fun. And now in 2012, you came to Pro Wrestling Eve. How did you uh-huh. discover this promotion? Well, it was basically Casey obviously was doing all the research about all the companies. But I always said Casey was our manager for us. <laughs> she was always going out and making our promo packs and just sending out all the companies in England. And then it was Dan Reed came to us and went, oh, well, this is going to be such a unique thing. You know, twins versus twins. We'll have these against the Blossom twins. Funny fact about that, though, that match was actually the first time we'd ever tagged together against another female tag team so like that was the first time we tied together because we've been so used to doing just a rivalry with each other in ireland because we're the two only female wrestlers out there at that point that whenever we actually got to wrestle another set of twins being the blossom twins it was so much fun and i learned so much from it but it was basically kelly was sending out our promo packs and dan reed the promoter just got back and went yeah this is gonna be such a great thing and then we'll do that and obviously it was extraordinarily unique two mm-hmm. twins facing each other in a match. Right. How did you feel that the crowd reacted to it? The crowd were so hot for it. They were just constantly screaming throughout the whole thing. Obviously there the Blossoms were absolutely over. Like they were the big face tag team. And obviously me and Casey were like really not well known at that point. So the crowd were really hot for the Blossoms. But I think they were really taken aback as well with seeing what Casey and I could do. So with having the dynamic of our hardcore rough style against the Blossoms, you know, polished baby face style. I think the fans absolutely loved it. I think that was the first time I really felt heat from the fans. Like, they absolutely hated me and I loved it. Just made the match feel like, yes, this is something that we want to do. And also in this promotion, uh, you face BT Noor and Viper, as well as Aisha Ray and Rhea O'Reilly. What was yeah. it like working with these tag teams? They're so unique. With Rhea, I've always had so much respect for her because obviously she's from Ireland as well. So like we've got that in common. Her and Aisha Ray are fantastic tag team together. They're so funny. They're so intense, but they can have a laugh with the crowd, be it heel or being face. At the time, they were being heel and they were like doing the whole gimmick of, we don't need to be in this match. We're already going to be in the tag tournament. So, you know, 
screw you. We're going to like walk out. And then they walked out after Bet Noir or BT Noir, as you said, but it's Bet Noir. Did the dive. And then they're like, yeah, we don't need to do this. And they went out. So watching their characters, I learned a lot from that. And then Viper and Bet Noir, totally over with the fans. Everyone loved them, but they're such powerhouses and they're so unique because they do moves that you wouldn't expect them to do, especially Viper. I absolutely love working that girl, but it was so much fun with them. There was at one point though, and it was really funny. It was basically, I was in the ring against Bet Noir and there was supposed to be a cutoff at one point and I was to tag Casey in and then she was going to do this move. And I forgot that the move was Casey was going to whip Bet Noir into one of the corners and the run and do a big splash, but then get booted out by Bet and then Bet comes in and starts working a wee bit of heat on her. I forgot that was the spot. So I did the same spot and whip Bet. So obviously Bet's like, oh, this is the spot I need to put the boot up. So as I come running in and I jump to do the splash, her boot catches me and I float for about 30 seconds. And you just see the look on her face and my face. You can just see her just going, wrong twin. Oh no. So I had to like bail off her foot and then roll over and then tag Casey in. It was so funny because you can sort of see the crowd go, uh oh, <laughs> something's happened here. We managed to cover it up after that, but it was a lot of fun like with them because we just had a laugh with it and just rolled with it. And from the characters from Rhea, Riley and Aisha, and then having the powerhouses of Viper and Bet come in, I learned so much. Every match I go into, I take something from it and I learn something from it. And it's the same with Casey, she does the same thing. So we learned a lot for doing three way tag matches like that and now in 2013 with pro wrestling eve you were in the tag team title tournaments how did that opportunity come about dan reed was wanting to get a really good tag tournament out and he wanted a lot of the girls that he knew that he'd seen before and that's including the Blossom Twins, Viper and Bet Noir, Rhea and Aisha Ray, and obviously he was bringing a lot of the girls over from Japan as well to do it. So he's just like, right, we need to get a tag tournament going to showcase as many female wrestlers that we can. And obviously he wanted to have a good stable of already established tag teams. So we just got the phone call. It's like, oh, we're going to do this tag tournament. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, ah, absolutely. The more experience you can get against any girls from Japan or girls from here, I want to do it. So we just got the phone call and we're like, right, okay, let's go. And then this match obviously led you into the semifinals where you faced the Glamour Gym. What was it like facing Carmel Jacobs and Sarah Marie Taylor in the semifinals? Going against the Glamour Gym, knowing that Sarah was the first female wrestler in Scotland, I sort of start wrestling then. I was so nervous going into it because I was so worried because they've been obviously wrestling for so much longer than Casey and I. And we were so worried that we wouldn't put on as good show as they might be hoping. But because we all had the same mindset, the match just went so well. And we knew what we were wanting to get achieved at the end of the match. And throughout with the fans, especially making sure it's a good stories being told. Oh, it was just so much fun. I remember it so clearly that we went for the switcheroo. And then it was actually Carmel and Sarah tried it first. We ended up getting in going, no, you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong like this is how you do a switcheroo and that's when they were, they were doing the cut off at that point and it was just always hilarious the crowd loved it cheering screaming i had so much fun learned again so much from them like i still do like sarah and carmel are probably two of my favorite people to ever wrestle to have that opportunity to wrestle them then was insane and now you lost this match but it sparked a little bit of a rivalry between you and sarah marie taylor as you faced her in a fatal four-way match as well as with sakura lily how do you uh-huh. feel about wrestling her 
outside of Eve and in other promotions. A lot of people joke about it, like backstage and stuff, basically saying like we were separated at birth. Like we think so much alike and we get on so alike. So Ress and Sarah, again, I think because we have that chemistry with each other, we're always able to put on really fun matches, but we can do fun matches as well as doing hardcore matches, such as the match we had uh, Fierce Females against her and Carmel Jacob as the last woman standing tag team elimination match. That was so much fun. But every time I fought Sarah, like we always come out there, like just having a laugh people just can just see how much fun it is for us so anytime a wrestler is, well, I can't wait I just can't wait to get in the ring to go against her and then in Eve you were in the Queen of the Ring match yeah. where you faced your sister again what was that mm-hmm. like being a little bit more experienced as a wrestler that match for me was a lot of fun because I don't normally go to the top rope but that's whenever I took my first as I call it the Ric Flair bump so whenever I was taking all of that again Casey helped, helping to push each other for the match because we wanted to make it look really good because it is a Queen of the Ring tournament so you want to do your all and do your best and obviously we had the which one do we cheer for we want that twin to win we want an Owens twin to win this and you're like haha you're funny you need to give the first name (laughs) so having the chemistry from the fans especially being in a new area because I think that was actually the place where Southside actually ran for a while so being in front of a new crowd that wasn't a Norwich crowd so much fun but again we just push each other every time so we were trying new things in that match I debuted my uh, Tilt the World Sidewalk Slam finisher which is basically what Victoria or Tara from TNA did and I've always loved that move so that I sort of debuted that a wee bit down there and it seemed to get a big pop so it sort of stayed with it and Casey helped me perfect it so again pushing each other in that match was like so much fun and now in August of this year you started a rivalry slash match big match with Nikki Storm that was a bra and panties match how did this come about Basically, with ICW, I was really good friends with Dallas, the promoter, and we're just joking about one night, and he goes, you know, I'm doing this promo, and it's going to be this, that, and the other, and I'm going to say about ICW is going to be, you know, more swearing, more violence, and it's going to be more raunchy, more sexy, and I joked about with him, and I said, well, how about you get somebody to do a bra and panties match? And he was like, well, do you want to do a bra and panties match? I'm like, I don't care. It'd be fun to do a bra and panties match in Edinburgh in front of a crowd of a thousand people. Might just have a laugh and give a different dynamic to ICW because you're wanting to bring sexiness into it. So I was like, I won't mind going for it. So obviously the rivalry with me and Nikki kicked off and I did not think at all that like Nikki Storm would be up for doing a bra and panties match. But whenever I brought it to her and we worked out what could happen or like ideas for it, she was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And I went, really? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, have a laugh with it and we did the match went all right there was a botch on my behalf yeah if you see the footage you'll know what i mean the crowd absolutely loved it uh, at the end of the match diving into the crowd crowd surfing just in my brown panties the crowd seemed to love it icw's crowds are definitely the hottest crowds i've ever worked for you screw up they tell you you screw up and with me i've always just been the party one so obviously that was a good dynamic for that so doing a brown panties match a lot of people were like him in hand they enjoyed it but like a lot of people were like disappointed that me and nikki had decided that we were going to do it because they're like, well, you know, these are good wrestlers. You don't need to do your brown panties. This isn't the attitude area and stuff. I'm like, I, but like, just a bit of a laugh. You've got Carmel and Keely doing a hardcore match later on in the card. So why not have something a bit more fun before that just to get the crowd up, get ready for Carmel and Keely? It was just a laugh. And the build up to this match, the two of you responded with videos against each other. How much fun did you have making those videos back and forth? That was so much fun because that was the real first time that I really started working with promos and really using them to engage with the crowd and engage and create a whole storyline so being able to do that with Nikki Storm along with Carmel Jacob is like one of the best talkers in the 
UK, maybe even Europe, maybe even the world, because, you know, as Nikki Storm says, she's the best in the galaxy. But to be able to do that and get tips from her, as well as Mark Dallas, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot with it. But the video that I shot whenever it was shot in the garage, and then I come out of the crowd and hit Nikki Storm with a forearm, we have a wee bit of a brawl. That promo was actually shot in one take. And I was standing in the room just with Dallas, but I also had a BBC TV crew filming me, filming a promo. So there was a lot of pressure on that. So the fact that I was able to do it one take was a big deal for me. But the whole package coming together with the backers of Fords, I think, sort of gave the match a bit more cred than it just being a brand panties match. So it gave two different dynamics, which I like. And now following this match, you wrestled in Japan against Hikaru Shida and Tsukasa Fujimoto. Fujimo. Uh-huh. What was it like wrestling in Japan? That is a completely different world of its own. Casey had been out there for two months and then I came out and always wanted to go to Japan but I wanted Casey to have her own time because that was her main dream first and then she felt homesick coming into a month and a half into her tour. So I was like, but well, come out and make sure you don't ruin your dream <laughs> about being there and competing. So when we came out and we did the match, just learning to be able to make a match without language barrier taught me a lot of just knowing to trust your opponent because sometimes you're not going to be able to have quick conversations you have to do a lot of backwards and forwards of like actually going through a match backstage <laughs> it's basically the match setups was completely different Shida was really good she knew more english uh than Fujimoto so she was able to help come up with matches and then translate it to the girls that we were doing uh, like going against so that was a completely unique experience. Learned that they hit really hard over there. I think there's actually one video you can see I'm getting the soccer kick, as I call it, that Fujimoto does in the back three times. Then she runs off the ropes and comes and just cracks you in the chest. I just remember sitting in Casey office that had it done for two months before I'd shown up. And she just looked at me and went, good luck. So I learned that I can actually take a harder hit than I expect sometimes. <laughs> In returning back home to the UK, did you incorporate any Japanese style into your style of wrestling? I took a lot from Japan. I enjoyed wrestling the Japanese style over there and obviously putting a bit more of the British style in with what Kelly and I do. But for me, I'm definitely an American style based wrestler. So I did take a lot from it, like just how they might sell things. But I don't think my style changed too much. I'm quite stubborn like that. If I know a style that I like to do, I'll just stick with that style. But I'll always work with people. Like in RCW, whenever I was against you, in Barcelona we worked with her Japanese style as well as my style which I think made a really good few matches we've done so if needs be I'll bring out the Japanese but I tend to stick my style and now in 2014 you wrestled Carmel Jacob Nikki Storm and Sarah Marie Taylor again how is wrestling them later on in your career different than when you wrestled them earlier in your career rest them earlier in my career I was so worried because I knew about they're such good wrestlers and there's so much fun to work and stuff now later on actually getting to wrestle with them uh, I felt a bit more confident coming up with ideas with them and stuff and they were like completely open-minded about it Nikki was fantastic because you know I have a lot of respect for Nikki because her view on wrestling is so unique to her that I like listen to what she does same with Carmel same with Sarah so the fact that my confidence has grown as a wrestler itself meant that I felt more confident to say like I want to try this can we try this or like it will go a bit longer this time rather than just doing 8 to 10 let's maybe go 10 to 12 because I've got a bit more confidence you know what I'm doing and let's try different mm-hmm. things and definitely 
I owe a lot to the girls that have wrestled in the UK how confident I've got in my wrestling abilities because I'm quite hard on myself after matches if I feel like a match didn't go as well as I, I hoped it would I feel crap because I think see my opponent's thinking the same thing which 100% of the time they're not they're like oh I enjoyed that match thanks so much and then they'll give me a wee bit of critique because I always ask for critique from my opponents like what do you think you do better I'm like oh no you did this you did that maybe you do this maybe you do this or whatever so I've got more confidence now of being able to own up and being like let's do this how about try that and then always asking for critique I'm, I'm like much more confident that way with them and I feel that they push me more I always want to get out of my comfort zone so definitely I felt more confident with it and you also had the opportunity to wrestle some new wrestlers including Nixon Noel Lana Austin and Violet Vendetta how mm-hmm. do you feel about wrestling them I absolutely love working with all the girls down south. Lana Austin is absolutely a fantastic wrestler. After matches, the way she reminds me of me is that she always asks for critique. And she says, oh, how about doing this? How about doing that? I'm glad Nixon's getting the push that she is because she is unique style to her especially with going against the guys a lot she reminds me a wee bit of like a Welsh version of Kimberly she's not afraid to go for it Violet Vendetta absolutely unique character you know that's what we've been needing good ass pin up girl or a badass pin up girl she'll bring it out and her unique style of just being so overly sexy and using that in the ring made me realise oh well that's a new style I've not really seen like fantastic wrestler but her, her character is out of this world she gets over whether she's heel or face with all the fans so being able to see those dynamics from each of those girls, again, has helped me grow, especially with my characters. If I'm heel or face against them, it's made me work a wee bit harder, maybe change a wee bit and adapt to what they want to do. So again, any match you go into, I always take something from it. And now in July of 2014, you had the opportunity to wrestle and win the Revolution Championship women's title. Uh-huh. How did this come about? Carlos Gasco is one of my greatest friends now since debuting for him against with Kelly or Casey uh, against Carmel and Nikki. I didn't realize how wide of a fan base that the Owens twins had. And we made our debut, like half of the audience had an Owens twin t-shirt. And I'm like, this is insane right now. But uh, basically Carlos had met him at Pro Eve on our debut against against uh, the Blossom Twins and he had been talking to me then and he was saying basically he was thinking about making a promotion uh, would I be uh, up for being a part of it and I was like absolutely I, like I'll help you like do what I can and if you book me I will go you know what I mean so we've been talking on and off for about two years and then obviously he contacted myself and a lot of the other girls and he was like I want to do a tournament that I want to get the women's belt would you be part of the, the women's tournament absolutely so, and then next thing I know I've got the belt in my hands a lot of the girls are, are good friends of mine so going against my friends and then just being able to like push each other and just have a laugh in a new country absolutely blew my mind so it was it was thanks to carlos that just getting contact with me then and since what was it two years three years ago ago and then just contacted me and saying do you want to be part of rcw and i was like yep definitely so i was just basically him getting contact and what was it like holding your first title belt and how did that affect you both physically and psychologically Physically, it was a real tough match, like, because the finals, it was me, Kelly Ray, Bette Noir, and Nikki Storm. So, to have the dynamic and to work with the, those girls was so much fun, but physically, it was a lot on me, because I wasn't used to doing matches like that. Obviously, tag matches is different to doing a four-way. Mentally, like, I was absolutely overjoyed for getting a belt, like, to have uh, the trust of a promoter to saying, I want you to be my first women's champion. I have full faith in you that you'll be a fantastic champion. I want you to be the first champion. So, 
there was sort of two sides to it mentally like that was like absolutely insane and absolutely wonderful that somebody thinks that I'm that good of a wrestler but also the first thing I said to him was are you sure you're not talking to the wrong twin are you sure it's not Casey that you're wanting to have as a champion he goes no I want you <laughs> so I kind of felt bad of getting it because I felt that Casey deserved it more but Casey's always supported me I'm like go for it do it if they feel that you're going to be the best champion then go for it and run with it I've just kept those words with me and I absolutely love the fact that it completely changed my perception and everything from being in the wrestling scene like a lot of people say oh it's just a belt I'm like no nah, but it's not just a belt for me it's made me realize I need to push myself because I have to make sure I work hard to keep it so it's pushed a lot you, lo- you eventually uh-huh. lost your title to Sheeta which set up a rematch of a street fight between the two of you how did you feel that match yeah, went I think that was my favorite match of the year whenever I had that match I knew Sheeta from being in Japan and I'd seen that she'd been using the kendo stick and things so I was like this is a completely different dynamic I'm not really done hardcore matches so we need to think together as a smart way of presenting it so so being able to have that rematch and be able to show that there's a completely different side of me I'm not just the wrestler you throw me into any stipulation and I'll run with it and I can do it showed me after the match that I'm stronger than I think and I work well with any stipulation so definitely it was my favorite match that year definitely and then following this in April you had the opportunity for showcase pro wrestling being the match yep. for the SPW women's title in a three way against Viper and Sarah how did this match come about? I knew Paul the promoter and he was like I want to put you into the championship three-way match because I think like you all have a different fun characters and I think it'd be a unique thing to do it as a hardcore triangle match and I was like alright well that's cool let's do that so I think because I'm not scared of doing hardcore matches now and taking things to the outside a lot of people are starting, starting to use that <laughs> but that just came about with Paul just saying I want to do something unique and I want to show the crowd there the fans in that area that women's wrestling isn't just about like drop kicks and you know drop toe holes like you know women can wrestle and throw them in any stipulation and they'll show you they can do it so being able to do the triangle match like that hardcore match like that was a lot of fun and then after this match in May you had a successful time title defense against Kaylee Ray. How did you feel about this match going down and the outcome as well as the crowd reaction to it? That match, I've actually got it on my phone. Like Carlos was really nice to send it to me so I could watch it back and learn from it. That match was probably the most nervous I've ever been. Not just because I was defending my title in one of my favorite places in Barcelona, but I was defending against one of my good friends and I think she's the icon for British wrestling right now, Kaylee Ray, because she not only can do hardcore, she can go from hardcore to technical to high fly to whatever you put her in. Like she does it so well and the psychology that girl has for matches is insane. So I was so worried that I was going to look really crap next to her, but a lot of the fans loved it and they said like, you have nothing to worry about. And that's why Carlos keeps doing this to me. He keeps putting me in matches against people that I don't think I should be in the ring with sometimes and he goes you've got to realize the reason I'm doing this is that you are a good wrestler and I want you to know that you are and prove to yourself that you are and having that match and having the interferences with the Glamour Gym Carmel and Sarah brought a whole new dynamic to it and I'll watch it like once every month because I just love re-watching it and just seeing how the crowd reacted and the crowd over there absolutely loves the Owens twins so they were right behind us yeah it was my most nervous I've ever been and at the end of the match I remember walking back giving Carlos a hug saying thank you running in and crying in Keely's shoulders going thank you so much I couldn't believe that I'd actually had done it I think actually in the video you can see me at the end I'm sitting on my knees in the ring and you can just see the sigh of relief on my face just going holy crap I've just did this match against one of the best in the UK it was so much fun and now you had another successful title defense in 2015 of September in the joint promotion of RCWN slash mm-hmm. BEW 
against your sister. Yeah. What was that like facing your sister and defending your title against your sister? I think any match I have with Casey is so much fun. And especially when there's a title on the line, because of that match I had just had with Keely Ray, I realized I could push myself more. And then Kelly's quite similar, apart from obviously Casey doesn't do a lot of like high fly moves. She's very similar to how like Keely Ray thinks. For me, that match, there was a lot on it and a lot to it. And again, we pushed ourselves so hard in that match that the fans just completely blew up and loved it. They they thought it was so much fun. Again, the crowd were just popping for everything. And like I say, anytime I have a match with uh, Casey, it's just so much fun and now in october you successfully defended your w3l women's title against carmel jacob did yep. you find it difficult to defend a second title while you were defending your rcw title in other promotions for me because obviously with rcw is my favorite promotion to work with because they let me run with what i want to do and like with matches wise w3l is the same but whenever i have to defend either title like and the promotions the rcw women's title for me but whenever i have to defend one title that's the title i focus on so when i'm in that w3l ring and i'm defending my title that's the title i focus on so that match for me again it was 100 percent focused for that w3l title so those are the w3l fans that's who i work for at that point so going against carmel and for her being an ex w3l women's champion it was good back and forward match that one and i really enjoyed it too and do you feel that in the various promotions that you worked in that each one has a certain style of wrestling that they prefer you to use and adapt to? Not necessarily. Like a lot of the promotions when I was working with ICW, obviously it's an over 18s crowd. Anywhere that is an over 18s crowd, my adaptability to it is maybe just show a wee bit more, do a wee bit more, like get the fans uh, like involved, make it a bit more real. The over 18 fan knows they're smart marks. So, like, obviously, they're going to be watching. If they see you slip up, they're going to tell you, that kind of thing. Whereas with, like, family crowds and different promotions that do family shows, such as W3L, PBW, BCW, that's a complete different ballgame. So, obviously, some of the stuff I do in an over 18s crowd, I cannot do in a family crowd. So, especially because it's kids, you can't do anything that you do in an over 18s crowd there because it will freak the kids out. But as long as you keep the kids involved and really get them engrossed and use psychology really well, my wrestling style does change changed in that sense my like, adaptability with that way but I wouldn't say it changes too much because obviously it's the way I wrestle is like obviously how the kids see you done in WWE so with that I might do a bit more gimmicky stuff and like have the kids involved whereas over 18 it's really like go for it hardcore hit it I'd say probably and now you've been wrestling for five six years Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for people who want to get into the wrestling industry? Have a thick skin. That's probably the first thing is have a thick skin. Don't believe everything you hear. Focus on wrestling, especially women wrestlers. I always say I used to have a reputation and stuff. I've always put my hands up and like dealt with it and told everyone like, you know, slide me off wherever you want. But like, you know, I, I'll own that. But I will always say to the girls work 110%. Um, I've just taken a break out from training for four months just due to personal reasons. But whenever I go back to training, it's going to be 100% hardcore. Hit it in the gym. It's not just a weekend of shows it's you have to live the life of a wrestler if you want to be a wrestler and you want to make it far focus on it don't just go to training go to the gym go to training watch wrestling at home get decent gear look the part of a wrestler don't think you can just show up and wear you know tracky bottoms up love the bucky boys i'm not getting at them but i'm just saying in general like when you get into the business make sure you get gear good boots lift as nice as you can so just have a thick skin don't believe everything you hear focus 100 in the gym and training watch as much as you can and enjoy it finally do you have anything you'd like promote website facebook merchandise matches 
Twitter. Merchandise will be getting made very soon, so keep an eye out on that on my Leah Owens page, just on Facebook. There's Instagram, just again, look up Leah Owens. My um, Twitter is Leah underscore Owens one. Uh, I'm always on that, but I've also got the Owens twins one, which is connected to it, so you'll be able to find it. Just on Facebook, just look me up. It's Leah Owens. You'll, You'll find me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And as always, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And in the meanwhile, while you wait for next week's episode, you can follow us on Twitter at PopAnimeComics, as well as check out our website, PopAnimeComics.com, for articles relating to anime, comics, and wrestling. I hope to see you as a subscriber on this podcast. Follow me on Twitter and check out my website. Until next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.